Good evening. Long Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody. Uh, this is Marcia Montenegro. I am speaking to you from the Theology Matters radio program hosted normally by Devin and Melissa Pulu, um, who are not present this evening. So it's all me. I was going to be a guest uh, on with Devin, but circumstances have prevented that, and so I'm just filling in and hosting myself, which I've never done before. Uh, my topic tonight is why you don't want a New Age healer. And basically, I'm going to try to uh, explain the New Age views of health and the body and why this is so important to know today and what should our response be to this. Uh, Let me first, uh, just for those of you who don't know, give you my background a bit. I was involved in the New Age for about 20 years, give or take a year or two. I was deeply involved. I got very uh, much into Eastern beliefs and Eastern meditation. I first did some Hindu meditation and then Tibetan Buddhist, and then I did Zen Buddhist-type meditations and also was adopting some Zen Buddhist worldviews. Uh, I then was involved um, in astrology and became a professional licensed astrologer. I had to pass a seven-hour exam in order to qualify for the business license in Atlanta, Georgia. And I practiced astrology for several years. I also taught astrology. I was president of the Astrological Society there. I was very deeply immersed in the lifestyle of what is called New Age. And pretty much most of my friends, all of my friends, were involved in some aspect of the New Age. And that continued until the Lord intervened in my life and I was just completely <laughs> blown away by by what the Lord did, which is another story I'm not going to go in tonight. It is on my website, which, by the way, is www.christiananswersforthenewage.org. So you can find it there. Uh, I, anyway, the Lord intervened in my life, and I uh, trusted Christ uh, and realized that I would be eternally separated from the true God without trusting in Jesus. And I understood why he had died on the cross for the first time in my life. At this point, um, I had a a nine-year-old son and was a pretty mature adult. So I was not coming to the Christian faith at a young age at all. Now, since that time, uh, the Lord has opened doors for me to share my story and talk about the New Age. That led to a ministry, Christian Answers for the New Age. And the ministry has two purposes. One is to inform Christians and educate them about the New Age and the occult so that they can be more discerning and also, uh, hopefully, share their faith with people who are into these belief systems. And the other uh, purpose of my ministry is to actually do outreach to people involved in these areas. 
So I have done that in many ways in doing outreaches and private conversations, messages, emails on Facebook, through my website, etc. Um, I've spoken um, in 30 states, and I also do want to quickly mention my book because I'm not sure it's going to come up later, Spellbound, The Paranormal Seduction of Today's Kids. It's also in ebook form, and you can get it on Kindle and Amazon. And that is a book basically about the occult. And some of that will come into what uh, I talk about tonight, but uh, I won't talking about specifically the occult. Now, now we're getting to what I want to do next, which is, you know, what is the New Age? Because there's no point in talking about uh, healing and health according to the New Age views if I don't explain the New Age a little bit. The New Age is really, this is how I define it. It's a network of beliefs. And these beliefs come mainly from three sources. They come from a lot of sources, but these are the main three main worldviews they come from, uh, Gnostic, Eastern, and New Thought. And the Gnostic uh, worldview goes all the way back to the early days of the church. The early Gnostic views were uh, one of the first um, views to attack the Christian faith and actually were infiltrating the early church. And we have books in the New Testament that respond to it, especially the beginning of 1 John. But you see it in other places as well. And the Gnostic view uh, that still continues today is this uh, idea of the spirit being superior to the body or the spiritual things superior to material things in such a way that there is um, a separation of them or the material world is just an illusion and all that's really true is the spiritual world. Uh, these, are, these are Gnostic views that the New Age has taken and expressed in New Age ways. So the New Age type views uh, with Gnostic would, would also be esoteric. It's hidden teachings, teachings that are not something that you would naturally come across or you would naturally know. So these are teachings you have to be taught or you have to learn. So this is also very Gnostic. Um, finding answers within yourself. This is also partly Gnostic. The next area that uh, the New Age comes from is the Eastern, the Eastern spiritual beliefs. And the Eastern spiritual beliefs um, would be mainly from Hinduism, Buddhism, and Taoism, and mixtures. And the Eastern beliefs are based mainly on the idea of what is real and not what is good and evil. Good and evil are more or less side issues. And the main issue is that you have to awaken to some kind of truth, that you're living in ignorance in some way, that the invisible things of, of life, the invisible spiritual world, um, has to be known in certain ways usually through meditation and through certain teachings. And the other part of this is recognizing your true self. Now, in Hinduism, they believe in the Atman, the inner divine self that you have. In Buddhism, it's actually an Atman, which means no self. 
So actually, in Buddhism, you have no self. <laughs> um, now, the way the New Age takes all of this, the New Age takes from different things, okay? So the New Age takes the divine self from Hinduism, but it takes a lot of Buddhist-type practices and some of the Buddhist worldviews, but it doesn't take the Buddhist um, absence of, of individual permanent self. So this is why one reason it's so complicated and difficult to pin the uh, New Age down and to explain it and to recognize it. And it keeps me busy in my ministry trying to explain all this because uh, there are just so many aspects to it. And on top of that, the New Age is very flexible and it sort of rolls along through time like a tumbleweed and it draws different things into this big tumbleweed that's rolling along. <laughs> and you, sometimes you have to look kind of hard to find what the little pieces are or the little pieces get meshed together and they become something else. They become a hybrid. So that's what the New Age is like. If you think of a tumbleweed with a lot of different things picking up all kinds of stuff, um, Everything, you know, little twigs or dead bugs or things, trash in the desert, whatever tumbleweeds pick up. Think of an urban tumbleweed. I can relate to that better. <laughs> and that's pretty much what you have with the New Age. Uh, the other source of New Age thinking is uh, New Thought. And this was a movement that started uh, in the late 1800s mainly and went into the early 20th century. And out of that movement came three churches, Christian Science Church, the Church of Religious Science, and Unity. But the New Thought is still around. It's, it's not that it has gone away. It is, it is still with us. Um, the positive thinking movement came out of New Thought. The very popular bestseller, uh, The Secret, uh, that Oprah promoted uh, is New Thought. And Oprah herself, by the way, uh, was influenced in her spiritual views by Eric Butterworth, who was a unity minister. Uh, he died in '03, but Oprah got her view about Jesus um, from him, and then this is the New Thought view of Jesus, that Jesus did not come to die for our sins, but Jesus came to correct wrong thinking so that we could correct our wrong thinking and attained Christ consciousness. And Christ consciousness is the idea that you have awakened to who you truly are, that you are God or part of God. Now, of course, the concept of God is different from the biblical concept of God. The uh, New Thought, New Age idea of God is usually a more impersonal God, um, a God that you can't really define, a God that's always love has no judgment on uh, sin, and actually there's a denial of the existence of the concept of sin in New Thought and in the New Age. So uh, you have all of these things coming together in the New Age, and then other movements came along the New Age drew, drew from as well, uh, like the Theos Theosophical Society and other groups like that. So I'm not going to go into that, but I really wanted to give a, a good background here um, of the New Age. I'm going to look at some points here that I want to make sure that um, I'm not uh, getting, uh, forgetting anything here and I don't go off too much. Okay, um, now that I've talked about the New Age and I hope that that was 
clear and not confusing, and I'll continue to talk about it as other things come to me. What, what are the New Age views of the body and the spirit? Uh, so here you have something very different from what see when they think about the body in the physical world. The body in the New Age is really just a container for the soul or the spirit. And a person is mainly spiritual. They're a, a spiritual being having a human experience. You've probably heard that phrase. This is not a Christian concept. This is definitely more of a Gnostic type New Age concept. So being a spiritual person, having a human experience, the body part or the, hu the human part is just this container. Um, and of course, one of the things that very much goes against this in Christianity is the bodily resurrection of Jesus. And this, in fact, not only being a central part of the Christian faith, but it's a very, very good um, example of how different God views the body. We know from Genesis 1, God created the bodies of Adam and Eve. He created the human body. He formed it. You know, he designed it. Um, and it was designed in this really splendid way that we're still all these centuries later studying it and still can't figure it all out. But we have figured a lot out, but <laughs> it still, you know, is amazing how the body's put together. Um, and we know that we believers will have a resurrected body and it will be like the resurrected body of Jesus. So the physical body is not just a temporary container for the spirit or the soul as it is in the New Age. And this is a very important distinction between the New Age and Christianity. Now, even other religions that are not New Age, even an atheist view of the body sees it as a physical thing. Um, and certainly other religions, um, many other religions see it that way. The other thing about the New Age view is that the body is reflecting the state of your spirit. Because the body is either a container for the spirit or a manifestation of your spiritual self, then your body is going to reflect that. Therefore, you have that very well-known phrase that we see more and more today, body, mind, spirit. And body, mind, spirit is uh, also called holistic. And so a lot of people have latched onto these labels because they've bought into the way it's been marketed. It's been marketed in such a way that it sounds very appealing and it sounds rational. It sounds like, well, yes, we have to think of ourselves as a whole person. Um, our health is affected by our, our feelings and our mind. Um, we have to treat the whole person. So to a certain extent, this is true. And emotional states do affect your health. Um, your outlook can affect your health. So all of those things are true, but those are things that are known. Those are things that we can observe. In the New Age worldview, it goes way, way beyond that. It goes into secret, secret esoteric type things that you can't possibly verify or know. So, for example, um, and this was promoted heavily by a woman named Louise Hay who is still alive. And, in fact, I think Hay Publishing was started by her. It's a New Age publisher. 
So uh, you go to a New Age healer, or maybe even a um, you know, New Age massage therapist, a New Age chiropractor, and a pain in your shoulder may have something to do with a trauma you suffered as a child that had to do with your father, or you know, a pain in your knee um, or stiffness in your knee may have to do with a blocked anger you have against uh, your husband or your wife. These are just, you know, I'm just uh, coming up with little examples here. But this is a kind of thinking in the New Age I'm, I'm very familiar with because this is what I knew uh, when I was in the New Age. This was discussed and believed. Um, I often did astrology charts for massage therapists who in turn would do, you know, we exchanged. So I would do a free reading for them and they would do a free massage session for me. And this is, you know, a lot of the things that I heard when they were working on me is, oh, I think you have an anger issue and I think you have um, some kind of barrier uh, in your feelings towards your mother or whatever. So this is this is the kind of thinking. And there is no way to verify this, of course, and actually I don't believe that it's true. Uh, so the New Age will go on along this line where they adopt these views that have absolutely no objective verification for them and they'll use them when they're treating you. And this is just one little tiny example here. This is a drop in the bucket. So the body, mind, spirit thing actually means that the, the um, body is really just this sort of manifestation of your mind and spirit. Because in the new age, the material world is either an illusion or it's something you're projecting or it's a temporary kind of thing that's based on spiritual activity. And so the idea of an objective kind of criteria for the body is not present in a pure new age view of the body. It's spiritual and not scientific. And that kind of sums it up. Uh, now, what should the criteria be? Before I get into some specific examples here, what should our criteria as Christians be towards these kind of New Age treatments or things that come along that are new, and there's so many of them now. Uh, I have been watching this since I came out of the New Age. I have been watching a very, very rapid growth of New Age views mainstreaming in the culture and especially in the health field. And this is where it's become very, very popular. Um, so I have been somewhat alarmed by this because it is becoming mainstream and people are accepting these things or they think there may be validity to them. But what should the criteria be? The most common thing I see that goes for accepting these things is that something worked. So, you know, I went to this particular chiropractor or some kind of uh, naturopath or somebody uh, who is practicing perhaps some New Age views, and you wouldn't necessarily know it. There's not always a way to tell. And, you know, what he or she did helped me. Uh, well, if there's no scientific basis for it, uh, it's that doesn't mean that it should be accepted. You have to really investigate. 
there's all kinds of things that work. First of all, about 30% or more of good results from something are from the placebo effect, the power of suggestion and the expectation that something will help you. Uh, so that explains a lot of the results that people get. The other thing is that there is the fact that most illnesses and problems, problems of pain, are self-limiting in nature. And that means that eventually you will recover and get better. So even if you hadn't done anything, you would have gotten better. I mean, this is true for the case of a cold. I mean, almost everyone gets over a cold. You know, normal people, unless they have complicated health issues, get over a cold. So in a way, no matter what you do, you're going to get better. And uh, there's a few things that may, sh they think, shorten the cold maybe by a day. And they haven't found anything that really does more than that. So all these products that you can spend your money on that are supposed to help you get over certain illnesses, even a, a mild cold or something else, if it's a self-limiting illness, you're going to get better anyway. But then you take this product and you get better and you think it's because of the product. This is also a fallacy in thinking, the fallacy that if A happens and B results, then A causes it. And uh, that's a fallacy in thinking because that doesn't mean that A caused B. Okay, so what Christians, I think, really need to do, we need to use the reason that the Lord gave us. And we need to test all things. We need to examine them. And we need to see what is the basis for this. Is, is, this, is the source of this only a spiritual view or are the views of this healing, the nature of this kind of healing, totally spiritual? Has it been tested? Is there a way to verify what's going on? So I'm going to give some examples here. Some of these I'll talk about in detail. Some I'll just mention. Uh, let me start off first and say that in the New Age view, you don't just have the physical body, but you have the subtle body. The subtle body is your energy body, okay? So you have this physical body, which is like the physical manifestation. And then you have an energy field around your body. You have energy in your body. You have channels for energy in your body called meridians. <clears throat> the energy itself is sometimes called chi or ki. It can be spelled C-H-I-Q-I-K-I. And this comes from mostly Taoist-type views from China. And the belief is that the movement of this qi or qi in the body needs to be free-flowing, and if it's blocked, then you get ill. And so it has to be unblocked. And this is the basis for acupuncture. So acupuncture rests on this spiritual belief, not on a physical one, and they have been testing um, acupuncture for quite a while. And neutral parties who have tested it, not people who do acupuncture or promote acupuncture, uh, neutral parties who have tested it have not been able to determine what is really happening when people do feel better from acupuncture. But they've also discovered in some testing that the sham acupuncture works as well and in a few cases better than the real acupuncture. 
you also should know that the points on the body they choose for acupuncture have nothing to do with your actual pain or problem. I mean, you might have an earache and they might put a needle in your ankle. Uh, this has nothing to do has nothing to do with the physical origin of the pain in your ear. It's based on this complicated chart that shows where the meridians, the channels for qi are, and where they go. This was, goes way back to ancient China. They weren't allowed to do autopsies, and so they didn't know exactly where all the organs were. This is also why um, they came up with reflexology. Reflexology comes from this worldview, uh, and a lot of people think reflexology is just massaging the foot, but actually the belief of reflexology is that the various uh, parts of the bottom of your foot relate to major organs in your body, and this is just not true. It's false. There's no fact, factual basis. There's no biological basis for it. The bottoms of your feet do not relate to your organs. So massaging a certain part of your foot is not going to help your liver, your heart, your lungs, your stomach, or whatever it's supposed to do. Um, of course, a foot massage can be very nice, but if you're going to do it, just you know, make sure that somebody's not trying to fix your organs with it. So uh, that's reflexology, um, totally uh, based on false views. Uh, acupuncture as well, um, since they've not discovered a scientific or rational explanation for it. I can't myself endorse it. I realize a lot of people try it when they're desperate for help from bad headaches or uh, pain or some other kind of problem, and I can understand people trying things. Some people do feel relief. There again, we can't rule out the placebo effect. Okay, let me move on. Um, let me talk also on another part of the subtle body or the chakras. The chakras are, uh, the word chakra in Sanskrit means wheel, and it actually uh, means these wheels of energy that are rotating in your body. They start uh, down at the bottom of the spine and they move up um, to the solar plexus, to the heart area, to the throat area. Um, up to what's called the third eye, right between the eyes, a little above that. And then the top of the head is where everything culminates. So the idea in the chakras is that there is an energy, this comes from Hinduism, that is coiled at the base of the spine. And when it is awakened, it moves up uh, to the chakras, hitting the various chakras, not all at the same time. Sometimes this takes lifetimes um, in Hinduism because of the belief in reincarnation. So uh, you awaken this kundalini and it goes up through these chakras and uh, you know, you're supposed, that's supposed to help you towards spiritual enlightenment. I'm simplifying a lot of things here. I just want to say that too. The, these areas that I'm discussing are a lot more complicated than what I'm saying. So I don't want anyone um, thinking this is it, um, or people who know who know who really do know about these things thinking that I'm um, deliberately leaving stuff out. I just 
you know, I don't have time to go into too much detail on things. And there are some things that I only go so far with my knowledge. But um, I am simplifying some of these things. But I think it's better to just get the main idea across in this case. So uh, how are the chakras going to be prepared for the kundalini? Well, one of the ways to prepare the chakras is hatha yoga. Um, and so Hatha Yoga figures into this talk about New Age views of the body because um, in the New Age, doing the movements of yoga, certain movements will, uh, will help the chakra be ready, be cleansed for the kundalini. Uh, so sometimes when they say open your chest, it's having to do with opening the heart chakra. A lot of the different poses or asanas in yoga are related to the chakras. And they also reflect um, uh, worship of various Hindu deities. But sticking to the health topic here, uh, you have this view of the chakras being real. Now, are the chakras real? No, they, they don't exist. Well, they're invisible. Um, so, of course, you can't prove that something invisible doesn't exist. So I don't think anyone can prove the chakras don't exist. But... There is no way to see them or measure them. There's no way, to, nothing to indicate that they're there except through a, a Hindu spiritual view or experience or a New Age experience. Now, I did a lot of um, meditation. I did about 14 years or more of meditation as a New Ager. And I did meditations to, to focus on the Kundalini, and I had experiences, very powerful experiences. Um, and so I definitely thought the kundalini was real. I thought the chakras were real because I had these experiences. But these experiences were not, were not from God. I was seeking um, enlightenment. I believed that I had, you know, at least part of my nature was divine. I was in a totally false system of belief. And my experiences came out of that belief. And if you think you think that you will have an experience when you're believing these things or if you really believe them, you often will have very real experiences. These are not imagined experiences. They are real. And this convinces you that what you believe is true. And this is how people get caught in the New Age and get so into it and really believe it is because they're having sometimes very powerful experiences. Also in the subtle body, um, you have energy fields, which I think I mentioned around the body. Sometimes people um, say the aura is part of this energy field, um, the different colors that surround you and indicate things about your emotional or mental or spiritual state. So anytime you go to someone who believes, has some kind of new age view about the body, even if they're doing some things that are technically okay, they are seeing you not just as a physical body. They're seeing you as somebody with all these parts to you that are the energy parts. And I personally don't want to expose myself to that. So I would put out a warning there that anyone you go to that you think might be into New Age type views, that you try to find out when they're going to treat you what they're doing, um, and what's going on. So just uh, be aware of that. And um, I'm sorry, I'm <laughs> sometimes for myself I'm having to do a couple of things on my own here. 
So uh, sorry if I sound distracted here. I was checking something. So I would want to know, you know, do you believe in the energy fields? Do you believe in chi or ki? Do you believe in the subtle body? I mean, I personally don't want to be treated by someone who has those views. I just don't want to expose myself to that kind of thinking. Um, or somebody who may try to do energy healing on me, which is the next topic here. Um, now, this is going to encompass a huge field, so I can only hit on some of these things. I can't go through the whole area. But energy healing is really very much like psychic healing. In other words, it's how psychics do healing and how witches do healing. And I did have this kind of healing, and I have a story that goes along with this that I will mention in um, a few minutes here. So what are some forms of, of the energy healing that we see in our culture? Well, uh, Reiki is a big one, R-E-I-K-I. Reiki um, is a healing that started with a man in Japan, Ursai. He was a Buddhist monk, and he went and meditated, I think, for 21 days. Well, first he did research, and then he meditated. And then at the end of 21 days, um, he said that he welcomed uh, this healing energy into himself. And basically what this means, if this truly happened, is that he had an occult initiation. And you can have occult initiations uh, in the New Age. You usually will have one if you do New Age or Eastern meditation. This is my own view that I'm giving here, but I'm giving it based on many long years of experience, um, not just as a New Ager, but doing my ministry full-time uh, since 1998. This is an occult initiation where basically you've opened yourself up to being used um, by the enemy, Satan, um, not necessarily Satan himself, but certainly um, his cohorts, cohorts, demons. And you will definitely have a journey. And people who have an occult initiation often aren't aware of it. But this is what happened to Ursai, and then he started teaching this healing and teaching people how to heal. One of his followers brought it to the United States, actually to Atlanta, Georgia, in 1979, and I was in Atlanta, Georgia as a New Ager in 1979, and I heard about the Reiki Center because several of my friends were going there for healing, and then some started going there to study um, how to learn how to do Reiki healing. So I knew about it when it was first starting up. I did not get involved in it. Uh, but for my ministry, I have had to learn about it, and I actually do have an article on my website on Reiki, if you're interested. And Reiki is, is very occultic because um, when you're learning it, there's three different levels, and they, they take you through three levels uh, through doing these rituals and ceremonies. Initially, though, when you're first learning Reiki, a uh, Reiki teacher has to awaken the energy in you, uh, just as what happened to Ursai in Japan. And this is an occult initiation. So people are getting this occult initiation. I've watched um, some films of Reiki uh, 
groups of Reiki, um, people learning Reiki, and they've shown this. And I've talked to some Christians who learned Reiki and practice as Reiki healers. So I have um, several sources of information on this. I think it's a very occult-type activity to do Reiki or to get Reiki done to you, and you definitely want to avoid that. Any kind of energy healing you do not want to be a part of. Um, Therapeutic touch is another one, and this is unfortunately in our health field because nurses um, are doing it, and the way that it got into the nursing field was through a nurse who had a friend um, who was in the Theosophical Society, which I mentioned earlier, Theosophical Society was started by Madame Blavatsky and, and uh, another person in the 1800s uh, had worldwide centers. It has died out somewhat, although it still exists, and they have a publishing arm called Lucis Trust in New York City, which used, initially was called Lucifer Trust because the Theosophical Society were Luciferians. And I'll just briefly explain that. Um, Luciferians believe that Lucifer really was an angel of light in the sense that he really did bring wisdom um, or he came to bring wisdom. And uh, so so God got mad at him uh, because he came to bring wisdom and he was punished for that. But he wanted man to have wisdom. So in other words, they have a benevolent view of Lucifer. And people who have that view and see Lucifer as a wise angel of wisdom and a true angel of light in a good sense are called Luciferians. They're different from Satanists. I won't get into that right now, but maybe another show down the road I can talk about that. So they're Luciferians, and um, this view um, from the Theosophical Society, they had um, a mixture of Eastern beliefs with some of spiritualism, contact with the dead, and contact with other entities, and Madame Blavatsky and other people who had their own teachings. It's a very esoteric, really more of an occult group than a New Age group, but it influenced some of the very early New Age spokespersons. So the initial um, New Age spokespersons, uh, like David Spangler, were extremely influenced by theosophy. And I Um, wrote articles for three years for a New Age magazine, and the founder and editor of that magazine um, had been influenced by Theosophy. So it is still out there. The influence is still out there. And it was a woman in the Theosophical Society who showed uh, her friend, uh, who was a nurse, how to do this kind of energy healing. And the nurse took it and took it into the nursing community and they started teaching it at workshops in the 90s. So they were teaching therapeutic touch. It sounds like they're touching you for healing, but they don't touch you at all. Reiki, they do put their hands on you at certain parts of your body, specific parts. Therapeutic touch, um, they do not touch you. They hold their hands a little bit above your body, and then they're, they're feeling for areas that need healing. Uh, then they may draw out the negative energy and then they channel in or put in the healing energy. This is a form of energy healing. I do want to stop here before I forget this and say that everybody who does these kinds of practices, um, therapeutic touch and Reiki, everyone who does New Age healing or energy healing 
and everybody involved in the New Age, uh, you know, for more than a very brief time, would have spirit guides. I had spirit guides. Um, spirit guides um, in the New Age are seen as benevolent. They're supposed to be, uh, well, different people have different views of them, but they see these spirit guides as benevolent figures, either on other dimensions, or they might see them as angels. They might see them as these ascended masters. Um, and they see them as somebody who's helping them and guiding them in their spiritual walk. And especially the energy healers have um, spirit guides, and sometimes they'll openly talk about their spirit guides. So this is another very strong reason not to go to anyone who does energy healing or get any energy healing done on you because then somebody is quote-unquote healing you, somebody who has fallen angels as their guides because that's who these spirit guides are. They're fallen angels. Uh, so a very strong reason not to do that. Um, there's another kind of energy healing, although it doesn't, look like energy healing when you see it maybe, called tapping or EFT, emotional freedom technique. Um, this is very, very big. It's on um, a huge website on the Internet. I've often warned about it on Facebook. Tapping, and you'll see the person tapping different parts of their body. And I believe these are points where they believe that the energy will flow better if you tap there. And they tap on all these different points while you repeat something to yourself. And this is supposed to help you deal with an emotional block or a physical block or a fear. I mean, it can be psychological. It's not just physical. But this is based on an energy view. It's based on a New Age view and has nothing to do with um, science, with biology, with physiology, with anything objective. Um, I want to tell a, a little story here that of something that happened to me when I was in the New Age. <clears throat> I had a friend who was a New Ager and she was actually also one of my astrology clients, but she was a friend too. And she was very interested in doing healing, uh, New Age healing. And so... Um, when I was going through a very difficult uh, circumstance, she offered to do an energy healing on me. So, of course, I said yes. So we were at my place, and she had me sit in a chair, and she stood behind me. And while she stood there, she was putting her hands. She didn't touch me, as I recall. She just put her hands, like, near me, um, like around my head or neck, shoulders, arms, various parts of my body. And sometimes she would just hold her hand there for a while and then she would move it. I wasn't really paying attention because I was more or less um, trying to relax. She told me to relax and I think I had my eyes closed. And so I was sitting there with my eyes closed so I didn't really know what she was doing. Now at, at a certain point after a few minutes of this, I felt a presence next to me and it was very strong and it was so strong that I thought that it was my friend I thought it was her name was Kathy and I thought it was Kathy and I thought why is Kathy why did she move from behind the chair why is she moved over here you know to my right just where I thought she was 
So I opened my eyes and looked, and there was no one there because she was still behind me. And I was actually surprised because I really felt there was somebody there. Well, I didn't say anything, and she continued with the healing. And then later we were talking, and she said, you know, uh, Marcia, I think that something very special happened during your healing. And I said, what happened? And she said, well, while I was working on you, she said an angel came and stood to your right. Okay, now, I, I hope you're getting the chills. <laughs> I'm getting the chills just telling this. I haven't told this in a while. And she said, yeah, an angel was standing to your right. And I said, oh, I can't believe you said that, Kathy, because I felt a presence there, and I thought it was you. And when I looked, no one, I didn't see anyone. And she said, oh, it was an angel. Okay, now, here you have a very interesting circumstance. Yes, it's possible we both imagine this. I personally think that it was not imagined. I do think there was an angel there, but I think it was a fallen angel. And I absolutely feel 100% certain of that. I mean, we both had spirit guides. Um, that would be no problem for one of them to appear to Kathy as an angel to verify her healing, make her feel she's on the right path, and for me to sense it and feel that you know something something was happening. And then when she told me this, of course, it made me believe in what she was doing all the more. And it made me feel like I had really been, uh, you know, blessed in a special way. Uh, So I'm telling you that real things happen in the new age like this. I have a lot of stories, but I definitely wanted to tell that story. Um, Okay, I want to get into some other other areas here. These are all different forms of healing that we call alternatives. And let me say something about the term alternative. Alternative healing, which is now also called complementary healing, the reason it's called alternative is because either it hasn't been tested yet or it's been tested and found not to be valid Um, or it's just still in an experimental stage and some testing's been done, but there haven't been enough studies, uh, either there haven't been enough large studies done, enough people, or the studies haven't happened over enough period of time to form any strong conclusions. So that's why it's called alternative. Uh, And it actually is a term, a negative term, but it's become a positive term in our culture because of um, a lot of problems in the medical establishment, a lot of bias against medicine and doctors, um, the various drugs that are used, the bad results people have with them, all kinds of reasons that alternative has now become a good thing for most people. Um, I've always seen it as, I mean, to me, it's almost, always refers to something new age or from the new age. Um, so I, as, as a Christian, have not seen it as a good thing. And I've been somewhat taken aback by how many people think alternative automatically means uh, something good. They think natural automatically means something good. Natural is another thing that a lot of that comes from the new age and actually <clears throat> goes back to new thought. And I do want to discuss that, too. Um, So 
you have these concepts in the New Age. Um, I said earlier how there was no need for scientific verification. For a New Ager, they don't care if science doesn't validate it. That is not their concern. All that matters to them is if they hold to the belief that supports it and or they've seen or experienced any results with it. And that's all that matters. Whether there's any objective data supporting it does not matter to somebody in the new age. Uh, so keep that in mind. Um, the concept of natural is the idea that nature is sacred and divine and has energy in it. So um, man corrupts things by taking something natural and doing something with it or making something synthetic. And actually, um, a lot of tests have shown uh, there's no difference in the synthetic form of something and the natural form of it. Um, the results are the same. So some people may be sensitive to the synthetic version of something, and I understand that, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking here about people who um, you know, are allergic to certain things or have sensitivities. We all recognize that. I'm talking here about the normal, usual run-of-the-mill person uh, and the normal reaction to things. And so the synthetic things are usually not producing any worse results than natural. So you have this worldview behind the concept of natural, which is that nature is sacred and nature is divine. Um, the essence of plants have basically a supernatural power or healing energy in them. This is from a view called vitalism. And vitalism um, was very much a part of the New Thought movement, which I mentioned at the beginning of the program. And vitalism led to the belief in plants, the essence of plants having these special powers. Now here again, yes, there is a natural way in which plants do have an effect, and some of them can be curative, and I am not denying that. However, a lot of them are not, and they or they only can help mild things. Yes, there's some things that help burns, that help sore throats, that maybe help headaches, tummy aches, things like that. But the, vi the view in vitalism is that there's a, a power that goes way beyond that that can be used for something much more than just for throats, et cetera. And this view from New Thought is part of the New Age because the New Age adopted a lot of New Thought views. And so that led to the field of aromatherapy. And aromatherapy um, led to, or a part of aromatherapy, are the essential oils. And um, that's a whole big topic I don't really have time to go into, but I just want to mention that things need to be tested and have a scientific basis. The fact that studies have been done doesn't mean something is valid. You have to have blind studies. You have to have studies on large groups of people. You have to rule out other factors. Um, and who's going to pay for all those studies? Well, here's the other problem. Since the alternative field is, is pretty much unregulated, one of the reasons it's unregulated is because nobody wants to pay for the testing. And so it's not tested. There, it's, there's no law requiring that these things be tested. This was a 
law that passed in 1994 and other kinds of laws. So a lot of things um, that you can buy or people that treat you certain ways are not regulated. And nobody's doing the real testing on a lot of, a lot of these areas. Uh, and so you are basically dealing with something that's untested. Some of these things can be dangerous. They could interfere with other medications um, or they might just have a bad effect on you. The other problem is that some products that you may buy uh, whether they're dietary supplements or herbal remedies, uh, may not have the active ingredient in them because unless they're tested and somebody has verified the active ingredient is in there, you could be just buying something, putting your money out for something that really has nothing in it. So these are all uh, criteria that need to be used in this area because we have untested, unregulated products. Um, and I do want to talk some more about that. Uh, I have a whole bunch of things coming up here. Um, so, I'm sorry, I think that I heard a beep. I thought I was cut off, but I think it was a call coming through, uh, which I'm going to ignore. Okay, so we have... Um, some areas here to go into. Ayurveda, A-Y-U-R-V-E-D-A. If you look at the last part of that word, you see Veda. Um, this relates to the Hindu views, and it comes from Hinduism. This is a method of um, viewing the body. They have three different types, and you fall into one of the types. This is all based on spiritual Hindu views. Um, it's a view that Maharishi, Mahesh Yogi taught. Maharishi um, was the guru that the Beatles went to visit in India. Now, not all of them accepted him. In fact, I think uh, a couple of them didn't like him, but <laughs> um, a couple of them did. And so he came over here and had a big, huge place in um, the middle of Iowa, uh, and uh, built Maharishi University and had a, a lot of followers there. He died a few years ago. He still has followers. Well, Deepak Chopra was a follower of Maharishi, and then they had a split. They had a disagreement, and Deepak Chopra left and started his own enterprise. He's now, like I think, a multi-billionaire, um, probably the top New Age book author in the country, or at least one of the top for sure. Um, on TV a lot, and he has all kinds of business enterprises going on, and he markets Ayurvedic um, healing remedies. And I'm seeing that more and more, and I get asked about it, so I want you to know it is not based on science or anything scientific. Now, I know Deepak Chopra has a medical degree, but he is now, you know, he left his medical practice behind, and he is immersed in his more spiritual New Age views as far as healing goes. Um, and actually, now that I've mentioned him, let me mention Dr. Oz. <laughs> um, I, I um, didn't write his name down, but he's come to my mind now. Dr. Oz, who got his name by being on Oprah Winfrey's show and then now has his own show, is very, very popular. <clears throat> he's a cardiologist or was a cardiologist. 
um, I believe at Harvard. So he has medical background and training and knowledge, but he also has New Age views. He has admitted he's a follower of Emanuel Swedenborg. Now, Swedenborg, who died um, in the early, early 19th century, um, Swedenborg is considered sort of the grandfather of the New Thought movement. And Swedenborg, uh, who was supposedly a Christian, started getting, visit, started getting um, uh, visits, he said, from angels. And he started communicating with these angels, and the angels uh, started giving him information about Jesus and God. And this led to Swedenborg starting his own religion that he called the New Christianity. Well, as you may guess, the New Christianity was not very Christian. (laughs) Um, He denied the Trinity, denied the deity of Christ, um, had um, other kinds of beliefs, uh, such as the um, belief that illness um, comes from totally from your state of mind, comes from wrong thinking. Um, he believed in the spiritual over the physical. He had sort of this Gnostic view about that. He didn't believe in heaven or hell. These kind of views became um, a sort of a, a gr- the groundwork for new thought. And uh, his views really did become part of New Thought. They may be variations on them, but Swedenborg was definitely a big source of the New Thought beliefs. Well, Dr. Oz considers Swedenborg like, I mean, he admires him, and he considers himself a follower. And in fact, Dr. Oz's wife is a member of Swedenborg's church. Swedenborg started a church, so it's called the New Jerusalem um, at the time, and for a long time, that's what it was called. The name has changed. I think it may just be called the New Christian Church. I'm not positive. Uh, but it still exists, and Dr. Oz's wife is a member of it. And Dr. Oz's wife is also a Reiki healer. And Dr. Oz endorses and promotes Reiki healing. And as I said earlier, I consider this energy healing uh, something to avoid. So Dr. Oz has a worldview about the body and about health that is at least partly New Age. Now, sometimes he may give advice that is okay based on something, you know, factual, but a lot of times he he may not. And and how are you going to tell the difference? It's really hard unless you have medical training. It's going to be very hard for you to tell. Um, I really think there are other people to take advice from other than him. Uh, Okay, let me go on to some other practices here I definitely want to mention. Um, There's applied kinesiology, also called muscle testing. Now, applied kinesiology, sometimes shortened to AK, is different from kinesiology. There's nothing wrong with kinesiology which is the study of muscle systems and how the body moves. Okay, this is a physical study that a lot of people who, who go into sometimes into sports training or physical therapy, et cetera, may study kinesiology. And there's nothing, um, nothing at all new age about that. But applied kinesiology, which is also called muscle testing, based on the belief that there's a divine intelligence in your body that on its own, separate from your mind, 
kind of has its own mind or knowledge or wisdom. And so it's the wisdom of the body. And when you hear this term, it's usually coming out of the New Age or at least from New Thought. And uh, you hold something in your hand, maybe something that you're, you're deciding whether or not you need this particular medicine or supplement or whatever it is. You're having AK done. It's probably a supplement. Uh, and um, then somebody pushes down on your arm, and then you hold the other product. You're trying to decide between the two, and they push down on your arm. And supposedly by the resistance of your arm, your body will will be saying which one you should take. Well, how does your body know what's in that bottle? I mean, how is this how is this a test of anything? This is totally new age. And I um, actually liken it to divination. It's a form of divination. Divination um, is reading hidden meaning into symbols or pictures. Um, for example, uh, tarot cards are divination. Astrology is divination. Um, palm reading is divination. Divination can also be um, getting information via um, a supernatural method or through um, the movement of, a, of an object, a physical object. So a uh, pendulum, for example, is a form of divination uh, because if you're using a pendulum to get an answer, you believe that something is moving the pendulum in such a way that it will give you the correct answer. So this is a form of divination where you believe that somehow the body is supernaturally assessing what you should take or not take or do or not do. It's really like using your, bo- your body like a pendulum. Yet this is extremely popular in um, the church, and a lot of Christians do this. Um, I'm thinking they've just been told that it works or that it's okay, or more likely they know Christians who do it, or the person who's doing the muscle testing is a Christian or claims to be a Christian, and so they think it's okay. And this is another thing to be aware of. Just because a Christian does it, it doesn't mean it's okay. That's not our criteria. Our criteria is not, okay, I will decide if if doing XYZ is okay, because if a Christian is doing it, then it's okay. That's not the criteria. So um, please be careful of using that as, as a criteria, and that's how a lot of Christians get in, are getting into this stuff is because they know other Christians who do it or endorse it. Uh, so muscle testing will not do you any good. Please don't do it. It's a complete waste of time, like reflexology, like Ayurveda, like tapping. Um, you just don't want to have anything to do with it. Uh, you can do other things to assess what, what you need to um, buy or take. Um, the other area I want to mention here is homeopathy. A lot of people equate homeopathy with natural healing and that they're not exact, they're not the same thing. So let me say what homeopathy is based on. It's based on the belief that a liquid or water can hold the memory of something and magnify it. All right, now I'm hoping that you're thinking to yourself, this is not a rational belief because it's not rational belief. It's not based on 
anything true or scientific. Um, they believe that they'll take whatever is causing your problem, your cough, let's say, um, or your headache, whatever may cause that, they'll take a little bit of that, dilute it of the product that they think causes, that actually would cause you to be sicker. They take a little bit of that product and they dilute it and then they shake it around in a liquid and then they dilute it again and they shake it around they dilute it again and depending on the product it will be diluted over and over and over until in most cases when you get to the final form of this there's pretty much nothing left of the original substance all you have is the liquid so basically there's nothing you're just buying this liquid water or whatever it happens to be and you have nothing there and you're paying who knows what, I don't know, $10, 20 30 40 50 um, I don't even know what homeopathic remedies cost. Uh, you might as well take your money and throw it in the street um, because you're not getting anything. And uh, it's based on magical thinking. Please do research on this. There are some very good Christian articles on homeopathy. If you want to... Um, message me um, on Facebook or just write it on my wall that you would like those articles. I will put the links up. <clears throat> I can email them to you um, as well. So just let me know that you want them. The home homeopathy should be totally avoided. And, and actually, I mean, you're engaging when you accept these things. You're you are kind of you're agreeing with it, and at least it looks that way to other people. It looks like you agree with the worldview behind this, and a lot of people do know what homeopathy is based on. And if they see you as a Christian taking a homeopathic remedy, they think that, well, you know, it must be okay. So how our example influences others is something to consider. It's not just about what is it doing to me or my family. But how is my example influencing weaker Christians, new Christians, um, ungrounded Christians, or non-Christians? So you could be influencing a lot of people by your example. Okay, those are all areas I wanted to um, mention. The, um, the thing that I, I also wanted to bring up is that sometimes the effects of these things are very negative. People who go through these healings, sometimes they feel better, sometimes they have a really bad experience, and I believe it's because they've opened themselves or made themselves vulnerable to something um, spiritually evil. Uh, sometimes the feeling is good, but it's confusing. I did, I did have a woman email me who had gone to a Reiki healer. She didn't know what Reiki was. She was a Christian. Someone had told her about this Reiki healer, and she went and on the way home, um, she got suddenly extremely ill. Uh, she, I think somebody else was driving. She had to lie down in the back seat. She had a horrible headache. Her, uh, she was nauseous. It came very, very fast. It had nothing to do with her, her health issue. And it went away later, and she said when it was happening, she knew it was from the Reiki. She knew it was something really negative, and, and without even investigating what Reiki was, she decided not to go back because she knew that something had happened 
supernatural that was wrong, and she emailed me and told me about this. Um, she found my website. I guess she probably, after this happened, started looking up Reiki and found my article and emailed me this story. So you can have some pretty bad experiences that would be similar to the kind of experiences you might have if you went to a psychic or an astrologer or a medium or a palm reader or someone like that. Sometimes um, something very negative will happen. Uh, so I, there, I, you know, I'm putting out these warnings not to alarm people. I'm not an alarmist, and I try my best not to be sensational because I think this area is sensational sensational enough as it is. And so I, I'm not, um, you know, a fear monger. And there's no reason to be afraid. We just want to be vigilant and we want to be careful. We want to use our resources wisely. We want to have, you know, the right information about things. We want to investigate. Because remember, these alternative areas are unregulated and untested. They haven't been either tested or they haven't been tested enough. Um, or the tests have had conflicting results. And um, the Lord created the world, and the world operates by certain laws. You know, the law of gravity, for example. We know about the law of gravity. Obviously, you can't see it, but you can test it. We know what it is. <clears throat> we know how it works. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to have people flying you know, out to outer space. Um, we understand these laws. These have been put in place by, by God. He did the same thing with our bodies. There are certain things put in place in our bodies that over the centuries we have discovered more and more about. And so it's not so much about all the bad things in the medical establishment, but it's, it's what... What is something based on? Is it based on objective data? Is it based on reason? Is it based on something verifiable? Is it based on something real? Is it based on facts? Um, that is really the Christian approach. And it's really Christians who have often brought this into the light and been the ones who, who have discovered some things that help us. Um, we don't want to go back into the dark ages where we have spiritual beliefs um, non-Christian spiritual beliefs that are dictating how we treat ourselves and how we deal with health because we will. We'll be back in the dark ages where, you know, people could die of a tooth infection or, you know, a lot of children, even in my grandmother's day, my grandmother told me and my grandmother lost a child at age three, told me that it was very common for people to lose a child. Um, I mean, that was just normal. Uh, and sometimes more than one child, uh, to childhood illnesses, um, pneumonia or whatever, a lot of things that can be treated now. So we have to recognize that some of the discoveries in science and medicine are based on reason. Um, these are things God has given us through, through our understanding of the body that he created and the laws that regulate the body. So this is actually the biblical worldview. Um, yes, there's misuse of things as there is in anything, and that's where you run into trouble uh, in, with medical things or with science because there's misuse. Because why? Well, because humans run it, and we're in a fallen world, and people are going to do things wrong, they're going to make mistakes, or they're going to do things for the wrong reasons. So those are the kind of things that 
we can watch out for, but that doesn't mean we reject um, the product itself or the idea itself if it's if it's come from reason and testing and science. Um, another, I wanted to talk again about um, the effects of this. Sometimes, um, what is very common, people doing New Age healing often feel this energy in their hands. Sometimes they feel it as a warmth. Sometimes they feel it as a vibration. Sometimes they feel it as both. And sometimes if you get energy healing, you may feel that. You may feel a, a warmth or a vibration. And a lot of people in a new age, when they feel that, after they've been healed, they believe that that means something good is happening. Um, but actually, it's, it's not something good. Here again, you're having an experience that is coming um, from a place that is, that is not uh, a good place, that is not from the Lord. And so uh, you can be deceived and fooled that way and think that, that this is really happening for um, a good reason. So once again, just to go back to the criteria, we don't want to have our criteria based on experience, whether it's the New Ager's experience or whether it's our experience as a Christian. We want really solid ways of testing and deciding things. And not because everybody else in the church is doing it or thinks it's great either. Not because a Christian is doing it. That's not the way either. So um, I just can't, you know, really emphasize that enough, so I'm probably going to say it again. I, I wanted to tell, this is kind of related to healing, but I wanted to tell another story here. Um, and it has to do with this energy thing, although it has to do with Tai Chi um, and not with a healing Modality, but Tai Chi is um, actually called a moving meditation, and it's based on a belief that doing these movements help um, the chi or ki in your body, this invisible energy, and help align it and help you align with the ki or chi um, outside of you. Supposedly, it was discovered by a Taoist monk, like in the 12th century, and the 108 movements came to him. Spontaneously, I've heard stories like this about yoga, too, that some of the forms of yoga that came along later were, um, there's one man, um, I can't remember the type of yoga he teaches, but it's being taught today. Um, supposedly, these movements came to him spontaneously. He had already been doing another form of yoga. This kind of thing will happen in the occult and in, in the New Age. These kind of things do happen. Well, this story is about um, when I went and spoke to an after-school Christian club at a church. And it was a 10th grade class, so they were all around the age of 15. And I shared my story of my background and what happened and how Christ intervened in my life. And then I just, you know, then they had snacks and I kind of hung out. So if any of them had questions, I could answer their questions in this this young girl came over to me and said, I, I want to talk to you about something. She said, I've been doing Tai Chi for about two years. And um, she, said, I'm, she said, I'm feeling lately in the last few months, she says, I'm feeling this strange heat and vibration in my hands. And uh, she, said, I'm not, she said, do you think it's connected to the Tai Chi? Because she said, I can't figure out what, it, what it's from. And I said, 
yes, you know, I said, do you have any other, you know, health problems or any issues like that? No, she didn't. Uh, she was, As she described the feeling to me, I knew. I knew that's what it was because when I was in the New Age, um, I did take one healing workshop, one energy healing workshop, which sadly I took my young son to as well. Um, but after that, I was not really interested in doing New Age healing. Uh, however, I experienced, due to my meditation and my, my other practices and beliefs, I did experience these feelings of energy in my body. Um, and I could actually feel these vibrations sometimes, and sometimes I could feel them coming from other people, especially when I was trying to, um, quote-unquote, connect with another person. I had a lot of supernatural-type experiences like that. But I saw this as a normal thing, and I saw it as a good thing. Not normal for everyone, but normal for me. And um, so when she described this energy in her hands, I knew exactly what she was talking about. And so I told her, yes, I think that is from your Tai Chi. I had feelings like that, not in my hands, but I did have that kind of feeling when I was in the New Age. I ascertained from talking to her whether or not she was a Christian because that was the most important thing first because if I didn't think she was, I would have then tried to talk to her more about um, who Jesus is and and, um, why he came. So I would have gone in that direction, but I really felt after talking to her and questioning her, she was Christian. So I told her, she said she went to Tai tai Chi lessons um, because someone in her family influenced her to do this. And I said, do you go to church? And she said, well, not anymore. And I said, do you you read the Bible or pray? And she kind of thought, and she said, well, no, not really, not anymore. And I said, well, I said, when's the last time you went to church on a regular basis? And she said, well, she said, about two years ago. And I said, when did you last really read the Bible or study the Bible? And she said, Oh, about two years ago. And then she, and then it hit her. I didn't even have to say anything. She said, oh, she said, that's, that's around the time I started Tai Chi. I said, yeah, exactly. I said, you see, this is going to have an influence on you, and it's having an influence on you. Clearly, it's having a physical influence on you. And I said, now it's having a, it's, you can see there's a spiritual influence. I said, Tai Chi is not going to take you towards Christ. Now, now Tai Chi is a very spiritually based activity, and that's why I, I see it much in the same way as yoga, and I cannot recommend it to people. People have to make up their own mind. I don't tell people what to do unless they ask me. <laughs> um, I, 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 and I can't tell an adult what to do. So you have to make up your own mind on these areas, but I do provide the information. I give my view and I say whether I could recommend it or not, and I just cannot recommend Tai Chi. I've also had other stories about Tai Chi, but I'm just going to tell this one. Um, so after that, I could see her thinking, and I knew it was something she had to think about, and I said, I really urge you to consider you know, giving this up. And she said, I don't know if I can. Well, after that, she, she got my email, and she emailed me every two or three weeks trying to defend Tai Chi, and then I would give her the reasons why I didn't think it was a good idea. And each time she emailed me, she got weaker and weaker in her, in her defense of Tai Chi. And I was praying for her. And finally, after several months, probably a good six months went by, she emailed me one day and told me she had given it up, and she felt a lot better. 
And then after that, she emailed me and said that feeling in her hands, the energy, vibration, heat feeling, was gone. Uh, I know a lot of Christians who have come out of the New Age who continue to have some of these physical sensations. Uh, There's actually some articles on the Internet about it. You can have these from doing yoga. You can have them from doing Eastern meditation. And I had them when I was in the New Age. I did not have them continue afterwards. Why some people have them afterwards, I don't know, but they do. So um, this is not something I can dismiss. I don't think it's imaginary. And how does this happen? I don't know. I don't know why would doing Tai Chi cause these energy feelings in your hand. I don't know. I just know that when you practice and get involved in some of these New Age um, occult Eastern activities, they often have physical influences. And certainly they have spiritual influences, which are the influences we can't see. So sometimes we're not aware that something's going on when it's happening. Um, I'm sorry, I've got to take a sip of water. Um, Hang on. Um, There's no host here to talk while I do that. (laughs) um, Well, let me continue. Uh, Another thing I want to say about this whole area um, of uh, New Age and most alternative healing uh, is that uh, there are endless possibilities. You can... You can take an idea from the New Age here and you can just do your own variation on it because who's going to stop you and who's going to tell you you have to test it and who's going to regulate you? Well, basically nobody. Um, You can just come up with something on your own. You can kind of make it up. I mean, I can even think of something offhand. I could think of um, I'll get different colored scarves and they'll each represent a chakra. And, um, you know, the red chakra and then the orange, you know, you have, so you have the red scarf and you could have the orange scarf and you could have the yellow scarf and these are the chakras going up from the bottom chakra to the top. And um, I could work on you using these scarves. I could uh, meditate and then put a red scarf on you where the red chakra is and then I could meditate and put an orange scarf on you or I could teach you how to meditate and use these scarves and I could sell the scarves. I mean, I just made this up like 30 seconds ago. And um, actually, I, I hope I'm not giving anyone an, any ideas, but you could actually do a little side business on this. And I'm telling you, you would have a market. There would be people out there who would buy it. You would have to spend some time coming up with all the spiritual underpinnings for it, but it wouldn't be very difficult. And you're in business. Um, you know, the chakra scarves, the scarf chakra method, healing method, and you could do healing. You could claim to do healing, not just help the chakras here, but this is going to help you in in healing you, and you could come up with ways that it would do that. You could look at some meridian charts and maybe figure out some meridians that are near certain chakras and say, oh, here's a meridian that goes to the heart, so when I put the blue scarf here over, you know, the throat area, the throat chakra, then that's going to help heal your heart. And you could throw psychology in and say, yeah, you know, because um, all the sorrows that you've had over some issues with your parents, now they're all concentrated here and it's blocking the chakra and I'm going to meditate and put this blue scarf over your chakra. Man, you would have a thriving business. Probably wouldn't take too terribly long, especially if you went on the Internet and sold your scarves on the Internet, tapes of how to use the scarves. You see what I'm doing? This is very easy. You can spin anything out of the New Age, anything, and it's endless. It's, and there's no end to it. 
Um, it will just go on and on and on. And that's why there's like thousands, tens of thousands of websites on the Internet marketing something that's completely invalid. Uh, but, they'll, but they use language that makes it sound scientific. This is another aspect of the New Age. It's called pseudoscience. Pseudoscience is not always New Age, but you definitely find it in the New Age, especially marketing on the Internet. And you can use all the scientific jargon that makes it sound really good and convincing. I have been to a lot of these websites because people email me and they ask me, what do you think of this website? Or, you know, my sister-in-law told me this was a website to go to for my headaches. Or, um, you know, my, my husband has been looking at this website and thinks it's going to help his, his cancer or whatever the issue is. And I go to the website, and usually I can tell because of the language that it's New Age or related to the New Age. And sure enough, it will use all this uh, pseudoscientific jargon. So this is another thing to watch out for. This is one of the red flags. Is the pseudoscientific language. And people are going for it because these people who do this are selling their little machines that measure your energy. There's tons of those. They diagnose you or you go to them and they diagnose you. And they have all kinds of little machines that supposedly diagnose you or read your energy. I'm telling you people, you might as well just go to someone that puts a radio next to you or a lamp and says so they're going to diagnose you with their lamp um, because these machines cannot do that. You have to be really careful. There's no scientific validity for these things, and they're all over the place. Um, and these things keep continue. Uh, I heard the other day on a radio program that this whole, what they were calling the alternative healing industry, and I don't know if they were including energy healing, they said has just grown just from the early 90s, it's become so huge. It's a multi-billion dollar industry. People are making money off of you people who are going to these, these healers or buying their products. <clears throat> so they may think they're helping you. Some of them may really mean well. They may really want to help you. I'm not saying they don't. But it's basically the bottom line for a lot of this is snake oil. That's exactly what it is. And I'm seeing it over and over again, and I really cannot be silent. I have to speak out. I'm not saying everything is bad, and I'm not talking here about, you know, drinking chamomile tea um, or how smelling lavender makes you relax. I also understand there are real effects, and I think I said this earlier in the program, some things do have real effects, but just make sure you, you check it out. Make sure you investigate. Um, make sure there's been some kind of testing if you're using something for healing or for your health. That's specifically what I'm talking about here. I'm not talking about uh, other areas. I'm talking about healing and health. So remember, if you're going to go to somebody who is doing something, even if they're not a New Age or even if they're a Christian, if they're doing something based on a New Age worldview, then you are, in a way, putting yourself in a position where you are making yourself vulnerable to a belief system that is based on false beliefs and, and, and on beliefs against God. And, okay, nothing may happen to you, but 
are you truly going to be helped? No, you, you truly won't be helped. And even if you feel that you've been helped, we go back to the standards for criteria. That is not the way to assess these things. So we want to go back to accepting the fact that there are objective laws in place regulating our bodies, just as there are laws regulating the Earth and things that happen on Earth, gravity and how planes fly and <laughs> how the Earth goes around uh, in a certain time period and the seasons. All these things are things God set in place. And our bodies are set in place. For example, let me give you an example here. The whole thing about detoxing is another thing that is really snake oil. You, you, don't, you can't take toxins out of your body with any of these things. Toxins come out of your body through sweat and through um, the kidneys. Uh, you, that's what they're made for. That's how God made us. He made us in this incredible way so that our bodies sweat and that helps remove toxins and our kidneys are designed primarily to remove toxins. That's exactly what's going on in your body. The only kind of detoxing that is valid is if you have taken an overdose of a drug or a poison and you're taken to the hospital and they have to pump your stomach or give you something to get the poison out of you. Okay, that is true detoxing. So, um, and I'm not, so that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about just regular day-to-day -day ordinary situations. Um, you eat a healthy diet and if you don't have any kind of a major illness or an immune dysfunction, um, you know, your body will detoxify itself. Uh, why throw away your money? Another principle um, that comes in here is, of course, the stewardship of what God has given us, uh, the stewardship of, of all our possessions and our money. How do we use it? You know, how do we honor the Lord with it? Uh, we don't want to misuse our money by paying for things that either don't work or are based on New Age world views and have no scientific validity. So uh, that's another, another criteria is this, or another thing to consider is the stewardship of, of money. Um, I pretty much um, talked about most of the stuff. I know that I've left some things out, but I, I feel like I, I don't want to... Um, too much. I, I do have till 8 o'clock and I'm going to quickly um, look uh, here and see if any questions that I haven't addressed or any issues have come up. If you kind of bear with me as I do this, um, it's a little distracting. I, I want to keep talking because I don't want to stop talking and you all will think something's happened to me. Um, <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm still here. I'm just going to uh, say again, the, my website is ChristianAnswersForTheNewAge.org if you would like to um, take a look at that. Uh, I, have, um, I do have some articles there on some of the topics I've mentioned. I have an article on Reiki. I have, um, I have a general article on alternative healing where I discuss some of these things um, briefly and mention some of them. I have um, uh, articles on, I have the New Age in Hospitals, where I talk about how some of these New Age things I've discussed have gone um, mainstream. So 
So uh, I'm just inviting you to go there and, and look at that. Um, I do see um, uh, people are asking something. Some people have brought up chiropractic here. Um, and I just want to mention something about that because that is a big topic and a lot of people ask about it. A lot of people go to chiropractors. Um, and let me, so let me say a few things about that. Okay, originally chiropractic um, was founded on some beliefs about energy in the body and in the spine in particular. Now later on, um, chiropractors, um, a lot of chiropractors rejected that original notion and um, don't agree with that. So not all chiropractors have that view. Um, a lot of chiropractors mainly what what or what they do for a lot of people is do adjustments. Um, if your neck is in pain, if your back is in pain, and they will do what they call adjustments. A lot of people are helped by this. Um, I went to a chiropractor for years as a New Ager. Now it just so happens um, my chiropractor was a witch, um, which of course at the time did not bother me. Uh, and so I went to her. Um, and later, after I became a Christian and I ended up moving, I found a chiropractor. I started going to one to get adjustments because I do have a bad back and I've, I've had injured my back a few times. Um, but as I started speaking and giving my testimony, before, before I went into full-time ministry, I started feeling uncomfortable going to the chiropractor because it's not so much that necessarily wrong to get adjustments if they help you, but for me and the ministry um, dealing with the New Age, uh, so many chiropractors are associated with the New Age, so many of them um, have New Age views or they practice New Age type methods in their office, um, I felt I had to separate from that. And so I stopped going in 1994 and have not been back to one since, and I just prayed and asked God to help me. Now, I have injured my back since then, but here again, back injuries are self-limiting, and I've gotten over them. You know, I do the heat and the icing, um, do what I feel I need to do for my body to get better. I'm careful. Don't bend over. Don't lift anything. You, all, the, all, the, all of you people with back injuries know what I'm talking about. So, you know, I got, have gotten over each time I've hurt my back um, without going to chiropractor. And I don't really think it took any longer. When I went to the chiropractor, actually, it, it didn't help after I'd injured my back. So um, I don't know that it necessarily helps. A lot of people feel better. Uh, the thing you want to watch out for is that sometimes the things they tell you um, are not really based on something scientific, subluxations. Um, I'm just going to tell you to Google that. I don't feel qualified to go into detail on it. Just Google that. Um, if you have back pain, it's not because of subluxations. There's a natural wear and tear on the cartilage in the spine. It comes with age. Everyone has it. So an x-ray will show that. It doesn't mean that there's anything wrong or that it's a source of pain. So um, you can Google that. So I would just say be wary. I would, of course, stay away from a chiropractor that seems to be new age or seems to be doing anything um, that is new age. 
So, you know, if your chiropractor also does Reiki, well, obviously there's a problem there. You, you probably don't want to go to that chiropractor. You know, just be discerning and check these things out. Um, let me see what else may be um, mentioned here. I, I think I've covered, actually. I'm, I'm sure I've forgotten something really important, but I'm just going to go on memory here and what I'm seeing people have said here on Facebook. Uh, I think that I think that that's pretty much going to be it. I'm sorry I'm not taking calls. I did have that option, but I've never done this before, and I didn't want to have to worry about you know doing something on the laptop while I was talking and trying to take questions. But now that I'm doing this, I can see it's really not hard and I probably could have taken questions, but I didn't know that. So I hope you you all don't mind that I didn't do that. Um, I'm going to be on Facebook for a while after I get off the air. Oh, also let me say this. There will be a link to the podcast for this broadcast. So if you're just now tuning in or you want to hear it again or you know someone that wanted to hear it and missed it, I am going to post... um, that link when I get it. I need to wait till Devin or Melissa um, do it and give it to me. I'm not the one who will do that. So they'll do that, and then I will post it on my pages and other places where I post things like that, and then you can listen to it. So there will be a podcast if you missed this or somebody you know missed it. So don't don't worry about that. I'm going to look real quickly here my alternative healing article on my website and just see there's something jumping out here that I missed it, that I maybe missed. Um, let me mention some New Age type types of healing, uh, the names of them. I mean, I talked about a lot of them, but here's some I didn't necessarily mention. Polarity therapy, acupressure. Acupressure is based on the same beliefs as acupuncture, except they just do pressure. They aren't putting the needle in. Iridology. Iridology is diagnosing, um, supposedly diagnosing by looking at your eye. There's absolutely no basis for that at all. And in fact, um, I remember a number of years ago, um, some kind of news program like 2020 did a, a segment on that. And they had a, a health, very healthy, like 25-year-old woman. Uh, they took her to the doctor, had her complete physical exam. She had absolutely nothing wrong with her. She was toe in perfect health. Um, and then they had her visit five iridologists. Well, of course, each iridologist found something wrong with her, but it was all different. One of them thought she had a liver problem. One of them thought she had a stomach problem. I think another one thought, you know, something else was wrong with her, with her kidneys or something. Anyway, they each came up with a different problem for her. And, of course, she didn't have anything wrong with her. And then the um, reporter went back to try to talk to these iridologists and said, look, this woman that you saw, we had her checked out by a doctor. She doesn't have anything wrong. And a couple of the iridologists were willing to stand there and still defend what they did. They said, well, I still think that, you know, she has a stomach. The others ran away from the camera. They didn't want to to acknowledge that what they're doing is totally phony. Um, now, I think some of them that do it may believe in it, but some of them know it's, it's, it's phony. Or maybe you start off knowing it's phony and then you come to believe in it. Um, so, 
you know, that's just a story on iridology. Magnetic therapy is just snake oil. Magnets can't really do anything for you. They're not strong enough. Um, it's another way to waste your money. Shiatsu, um, rolfing, uh, these are all things that are not helpful. Um, so, and I've already warned about um, applied kinesiology or muscle testing and reflexology and some of those other things. So the, I want to also say a little bit more about natural and nature, the belief that nature is, um, is pure. And this, of course, I mentioned came within vitalism and new thought. So there's this belief that if something is natural, it's better, but that's just not always true. And uh, for some people it is, but it's not always true. Uh, it's almost an adoration of, of creation to always be thinking or looking for the natural, uh, especially when the natural is not regulated and you may not be getting the active ingredient. So that, you know, you're just um, taking a chance with your money there. <clears throat> and um, other things related uh, to New Age or New Age beliefs, I'm going to read some terms here. These are kind of terms to be on the alert for that may indicate a New Age belief. They don't necessarily have to do with health, but they have to do with the New Age or the occult. Life force, universal force, energy, cosmic force, creative force, divine force, the key or the chi, aura, energy field, auric field, meridians, chakras, energy points, channels of energy, psychic energy, psychic centers, cleansing of toxins or detoxing, balancing, polarity, prana, divine breath, yin and yang, energy healing, healing powers, the intelligence or the wisdom of the body, spirit, now spirit as opposed to the Holy Spirit, for example, Somebody in the New Age might say, well, spirit is letting me know that you have an issue um, with your mother from when you were a teenager. Okay, well, if they just say spirit, um, that's the New Age concept of who knows what, what that means. It depends on the person. They may think of that as God. They may think of it as the universe or some kind of force in the universe. Um, the God within, consciousness. Christ consciousness. Now, a few of these words are okay on their own, like energy and consciousness, but in, in the New Age context, they mean something else. Some of the doctors or healers in the health and psychology fields, these are some of their names, uh, Bernie Siegel, Deepak Chopra, Andrew Weil, Carolyn Miss, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, who is dead, did the five stages of grieving, but she also got heavily involved in the occult before she died contact with the dead, etc. John Bradshaw, um, John Kabat-Zinn, uh, Christiane Northrup, and Dr. Oz, of course. So those are some people um, connected to psychology or health who are part of the New Age. <clears throat> so that's um, a list for you, and I think that we covered a really huge area and a lot of different things here, and I'm probably, uh, my brain is probably not quite as sharp as it was at the beginning. 
because <laughs> now it's been like an hour and 45 minutes of nonstop talking. I, I can talk about my topic, that's for sure, but I don't want to keep repeating myself or start wandering, which is probably what I'll start doing. So I'm just going to remind you of my website again, Christian Answers for the New Age. This is Marsha Montenegro, and this is Theology Matters with uh, Devin and Melissa. Tell you, but uh, they are not on the air tonight. I do want to thank um, them for letting me uh, do the show on my own. I really appreciate it. Uh, I've never done it before, and so it's always good to do something new. So visit my website, and you can read some of these uh, articles. Oh, another article I forgot to tell you about is called Qi or Chi, the Universal Energy. And uh, in that article, I talk about this energy and how it's connected to these forms of New Age healing, and I go into it a little more. Uh, So that may be a helpful article, I hope. And the article on Reiki, I have an article on yin and yang, alternative healing um, in hospitals, a new dark age. Okay, well, I am going to sign off and thanks to everyone who listened. I really pray this was helpful and edifying. I pray the information um, will be used in a um, good way for you and in a way that helps you just remember the Lord and honor him as the makers of our body and as the great physician. Thanks so much. Good night.